is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. What's up, everyone? We are here. The pilot episode name we're workshopping could be two cool dudes bringing you uh, some analysis on sports betting. I'll let Jeff get into the rest. I am the odds fellow, Anthony Latino. He is Jeff Sheesby, the old man who bets. What's up, Jeff? What's going on, Ant? Great day for a great day. Two cool dudes, a podcast about short-term high volatility investment, baby, or STHVI for short, as more commonly known. There you go. There <laughs> so you go. So to be on here, man. We've been talking about this for, for close to a year here with 137 p.m. finally coming to life, you know, 2021 looking up all of a sudden. Yeah, absolutely. Special thanks to 137 p.m. for, for bringing us together. Um, you know, and I think we're going to dive right in, right? It's a big week. I, I wanted to make sure we talk about what's on everybody's mind. And that's the, that's the waste management open, right? Yeah, exactly, man. You know, the, the only sport that matters right now is the PGA and we are diving headfirst into it. So uh, there you let's go. kick there things you off. Go. But no, obviously that's a great little event to kind of kick off Super Bowl weekend. I know a lot of people do get into that, but, but yeah, we do want to break down, talk about this game a little bit, talk about the Super Bowl on Sunday, uh, figure out what everyone's got planned. And you're a big Tom Brady guy, Right. You know, going back, I know you're yeah. a New England Pats fan. He's he's left the home. How how are you feeling heading into this? Uh, I feel good, man. You know, obviously yeah. love Brady, you know, uh the Patriots fan since birth. Uh, I have no problem continuing to root for Tom and Gronk and the best offense that they've had since 2007, or Tom has specifically since 2007. So nothing against the Chiefs, but, uh, you know, when you've rooted for the GOAT for, for you know, whatever, 30 years now, I'm going to continue to hopefully see his his reputation uh, increase. So yeah, it's uh, hard spoiler to bet, alert, hard to bet, I do love the, ball, the Bucks. That, sure. <laughs> I was actually trying to go back and do some math and do some analysis and figure out you know, how I've done betting for or against Tom in these Super Bowls. I think this is his 10th appearance. And and I, mm -hmm. you know, some of those records in the earlier years are, are a little sketchy. But, you know, I, I think as of late, I know I was on him in, in against the Atlanta game, but I was on Seattle on the other side of that, you know, Malcolm Butler interception that we all remember so well. Yeah, that was a great one, man. My buddy actually, uh, with his now wife, was like, if Tom Brady wins, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, we're getting a dog. Uh, they got a dog. They named it Malcolm after Malcolm Butler. Uh, <laughs> and then they got married like two years later. So perhaps if he doesn't make that interception, they don't have the dog to keep them close through all those years that maybe love fades. But that's a, uh, that's a happy ending, brother. Me. They're doing great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, so let's dive in a little bit. You, where do you want to start? You want to start with some of the props? Yeah, we could do props, man. I've yeah. got some thoughts on some touchdown scores, which we could for sure hit on. Uh, I know you've got some well. thoughts yeah. across the board. Yeah. Um, I did have so one question start. for you leading into that. With the, Do you typically play the first touchdown score or are you really key more on the anytime touchdown? Yeah, great question. Prefer the anytime touchdown. Um, yeah. You know, I think the anytime touchdown feels a little bit more like a short-term high volatility investment where go. the first touchdown feels a little bit more like a gamble, uh, not to say that it's not fun. And, you know, I think before we really dive into this segment, quick reminder to everybody who's listening, who's watching, et cetera, that the Super Bowl is probably the most bet game in the world. These lines are going to be as sharp as possible. And if you're going to empty your 401k, make sure it's on GameStop or Dogecoin, not <laughs> these props. Love it. Love it. So, so let's talk a little bit about those anytime TD scores. I know I have some thoughts, you know, you and I were comparing some notes. Some of it does overlap. Some of it doesn't. Uh, why don't you start there with what you like, um, you know, on the Tampa side? I know there was a few that jumped out. 
Yeah, I prefer Tampa kind of across the board here. I just think there's more value. Of course, they've got more players that are scoring more consistent or at least getting looks more consistent, a little bit more of a diversified offense. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, I'm not trying to lay minus 175 on Kelsey or on Hill. I'm looking to try to find some some plus value here. So two areas I really like to explore. Um, and we'll just start with running backs. I think it's a good spot there. We've got Leonard at plus 120. Rojo at plus 225 last I checked, uh, which was about 15 minutes ago. So that should be a pretty accurate line. Um, and, you know, I think I, both of these guys have a great opportunity to score. Of course, Leonard, you know, almost, you know, half the, the odds there, plus 225 versus plus 120, you know, a pretty big jump there. And that makes sense when we look at just kind of recent usage uh, about our guy you know, playoff Lenny here. Uh, but both these guys do get touches. You know, I think starting, you know, why we, why are we focusing on, on, on these running backs here? Kansas City is 31st in terms of overall rushing DVOA. DVOA is a metric uh, created by football outsiders that essentially is looking at the efficiency uh, of an offense, of the rush offense, of the rush defense, et cetera. They're 31st in the league. And I don't need to tell you that's not particularly strong. What do we like about Rojo? What do we like about Leonard? Uh, usage up big time for Leonard. Both are seeing carries, which I think is a key, key point. Last you know, three games, look at the playoffs only. Rojo's had 13 and 10. He missed a game, of course. Fournette's had 19, 17, and 12. I think the big X factor here, and, and maybe the, the difference for, for the odds, is in the passing game, Fournette is getting all the looks. He's had four, six, and seven targets in the last three games. He has scored in all the three last games. Uh, but nonetheless, Rojo getting 13 and 10 touches. You know, why isn't one of those going to be a six-yard run uh, for a score, you know, first and goal? Uh, and I think it very much could be. So I love sprinkling it there. In their first matchup, he did have nine for 66 and a touchdown in that game. Uh, so he's no stranger to scoring against these Chiefs. I'm thinking about maybe doing a one unit on Leonard, a half unit on Rojo, something to that tune, maybe a half unit and a quarter unit, depending on how many props they ultimately want to play. Uh, but I do think there's a lot of value in the running backs or at least the rushing game. If you're feeling real crazy, maybe you throw Tom Brady in there, plus 425, 450, uh, you know, a one-yard QB sneak. He has scored three times in rushing and in Super Bowl history. Uh, I think this running game is, uh, is, is poised for, for at least a score. No, and another angle on that that I thought jumped out when I was looking at stuff and doing some prep over the last week or so is depending on who you like on that game script in Tampa to run the ball against that. And DVOA is a great ranking to look at um, that Jeff brought up defensively and, and what Kansas City is trying to do against the run. You know, Ro Rojo getting a little healthier coming into this game. Fournette getting a lot of touches. Playoff Lenny stepping up. Another way you can play this and combine it is there is a Fournette over 78, and a half rushing and receiving yards prop. It's sitting at minus 112. You know, a lot of times with the props, I try to look, and I think Jeff does, you know, something similar. You correct me if I'm wrong. You know, trying to find some of that plus value and plus money. Uh, but this is a nice way to tie two different things together because he is getting a lot of looks in the passing attack, like Jeff mentioned, all those targets, you know, that did net out to five catches for 19 yards in the championship game in the NFC uh, for playoff Lenny. So that's another good way to combine it. Um, and, and I like both those spots. I actually think Ronald Jones will get going a little bit more on the ground. So you could also target and look at his over rushing yards prop, which is, should be sitting around 37 and a half again at minus 118. So those are some different ways to play it besides, you know, the long value. Um, one thing I'll say to this, and, and, and as we continue, I think it is important to kind of sit down and think about that game script, right? You don't want a lot of props, you know, that are contradicting each other because you're going to be going like this and, you know, maybe you'll be lucky at the end of the day to kind of net out on top or a little bit below. But if you follow that game script, you stay dif disciplined, uh, you could definitely hit a few things that almost stack together. And, and that's something I look to do for these types of games. 
Yeah, man, I love that. And I think this game script, you know, Tom Brady's at his best when they're really working the play action. To get the play right. action going, you got to be running the ball. So, uh, you know, one of those things that I think these guys are for sure going to get get touches. And honestly, one of the reasons why I'm not looking into Kansas City as much is because with this Tampa Bay ranked number one DVOA rush defense, I think it's going to be a one-dimensional – I mean, one-dimensional is a very loose term when you're talking about the Chiefs. Patrick right? Mahomes is, is one dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the sense that I don't think they're going to be running the ball all that much. Totally. Right? I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, Divine, uh, design passing plays but you know way the more you know interestingly enough i was just looking actually at um at, at play splits both of these teams only run the ball about 36 37 percent of the time which is not that balanced of an attack but nonetheless they're going to anchor themselves to these running backs yeah especially um, with kansas city i feel like the way andy reed you know runs these th- this offense and and the way they come out they're going to look to you know and you see this with a lot of new coaches, new mentality, the, you know, some of the West Coast offense, you know, style and rhythm is they're mimicking a lot of that running game right through the short passing game. A lot of rubs, a lot of these shovel, you see the shovel pass to Kelsey all the time at the goal line. It feels like right. it's a go-to for them, right? So these two, three yard things, I think that's going to help neutralize some of the, you know, the uh, the defensive pass rush that, that Tampa has been so reliant and so strong on this year. Uh, but I do think that's another reason with, to your point about some of the Kansas city props, like it's going to it probably feel like a lot of dinking and dumping, but you know, Mahomes will, will, will look sharp. Now I'm looking at Kelsey at minus 175. I'm looking at Hill minus 175, anytime touchdown score. I just think that's, again, that's too much juice for me. You know, riffing off what you were just saying about kind of their rush game. They have been splitting carries. They're going against the number one ranked rush DVOA defense. So one of the best rush defenses in the league. And they're splitting carries. Williams last year saw, has seen 13 carries in the, in the last two games. He did score a six-yard touchdown, but his yard per carry was a pedestrian at best. And even that might be a little generous. Uh, and then Edwards last week, you know, six for seven yards. And again, not going against the defense of this caliber. So I don't love either of those. I mean, maybe you're hoping for a one-yard plunge, but it doesn't feel like that much upside there. And then, you know, if you're looking outside of Hill and Kelsey with plus 170 or minus 175 there, you know, you're seeing pretty long odds on essentially a speedy receiver for uh, the Chiefs. And, and sure, you know, maybe they'll score. Hardman scored last week. You know, he had a hell of a game. Uh, he's at plus 220 here. You know, maybe you, you, you take that, but at plus 220, I'd rather have Cameron Braid at plus 260. I'd rather have Gronk at plus 225. I'd rather have Rojo at, at plus 225 as well, or, or wherever that one was at. I think that's where it was. And then from there, you're looking into like kind of like auxiliary players between Watkins, Robinson, and Pringle. Sure, they could score anytime anybody in the office did this. You know, they're like the Warriors when they turn on. All of a sudden, it's just, you know, swish. But it's yeah. too hard to predict for me. I'm trying to predict opportunity ultimately. Targets, carries, touches. And this offense outside of Hill and Kelsey, I feel like, is, is a total crapshoot. So I think we can at least guarantee, you know, that Cameron Brait's going to have four targets. We can at least guarantee that Fournette's going to have in the 20-touch range. Uh, and I'd rather have that uh, from a short-term high volatility investment standpoint rather than a gambling standpoint, which is why I'm staying off uh, of, of the Chiefs touchdown scores entirely. Yeah, the, the Hardman one did jump out to me, especially the way they went back to him after that punt that muff punt, you know, in the championship game, you saw it on the sidelines. They went right back to him down in the red zone. You know, he got important touches. He got important touches within the 10. He ultimately did score. Um, so sitting at plus 220, you know, some value there. But like you said, that offense spreads out 
so much more and and you know Mahomes is going to keep uh that Tampa defense and everyone else trying in the betting market on their toes in terms of the way he can spread it out another good way that I may play this and look at is to kind of beat some of those odds and and that juice that's sitting there on that Travis Kelsey prop and same thing with Tyreek I don't know the exact odds because I, I pulled the Kelsey one it was more I was focused a little bit more was you can also on some books pair these and say Travis tells Kelsey to score a touchdown and the Chiefs to win the game Right. So that's another way. If you do feel, though, you're backing the Chiefs on that side um, and want to target Kelsey to get those those catches and ultimately that touchdown, that's sitting at plus 120. So you kind of flip right back into the positive value market and is something you can play with a little bit there. And there's other odds for players like that. There's another one I'll mention, you know, uh, but I want to make sure you have a chance to, to jump in on that, too. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, and you mentioned your other one. And I want to riff on that, Kelsey, for, for just yeah. a second. So go ahead. The other one to potentially look at there is Tom Brady to score and win. So you got to think now that goes back a little bit akin to some of the New England days. So I don't know how many short one yard TDs we did have for Tom this year. He's had them. Um, He's still doing that quarterback sneak. They're still getting down around the goal line and it happens. Tom Brady to score and win. If you believe in the Bucs is sitting at plus 1050. That's pretty sexy right there. Uh, I love that. And, you know, Tom Brady, right, you know, he's not a, a mobile quarterback. He's more mobile than he has been in his entire career right now. Right. He has a fantastic shape. Random stat that I thought was pretty sexy. You know, his over-under for, for total yardage rushing is a half. Obviously, they're banking on maybe a QB sneak. His Super Bowl stats, rushing 10 for 30 yards. That's a higher average than a half yard, my, my good sir. And I don't know what the impetus is there, but I think maybe he's willing to step up on a third and three and make that scramble in the last game of the season. Yeah, and he you know is Bruce Arians is going to be like you know, a third and one, fourth and one. What is Bruce Arians going to drop? He's going to let Tom Brady run up to the line. They're going to go for it. You're going to see that on both sides of the ball. I think some of those aggressive play calling fourth down situations around midfield, whether you want to call that the analytics or the coaching, that that one jumped out to me too. I couldn't believe it was set down at, at a half. Um, you know, you want to make sure you don't get bit in the ass by a kneel down at the end of the game. I know the sacks no longer count against that rushing mm-hmm. prop, but I think the kneel downs do. So you, you got to be careful. But at plus one forty is where I saw it. I don't know if you saw a similar number. I, I was a little surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and last point here, I'll make, and then let's get into the game a little bit, just in terms of interest of time. But you know, we're talking about Kelsey at minus one seventy five anytime touchdown show uh, score. Flashback to the Bucks here. You got Mike Evans hovering between plus 125 and then maybe plus 110. I think it's coming down a little bit. But Evans is number three in red zone touchdowns in the league, tied with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has a 25% red zone target share. Mike Evans has 23%. Evans has scored in back-to-back games. The Chiefs are number 16 in terms of passing efficiency on defense. So when I'm looking at two very similar stats, guys that are getting the ball, scoring religiously in the red zone, I'm looking for Mike Evans at plus 110, plus 125, wherever you can get that as almost a, a, not a contrarian play, but a, what I think should be a similar value to, to Kelsey at minus 175. So I think that's an interesting angle. Oh, I love that. So let's talk game a little bit, and then we'll, we're going to finish with some rapid fire props and hopefully have a little bit of fun on the novelty side of things because there mm-hmm. are plenty, and it seems like that list grows a little bit every year. But I think everyone listening, maybe viewing, seeing some of these videos too, has probably gotten a sense of where Jeff and I are at on this game. So Jeff, let's start with you, the old man who bets angle. What are you taking? Where are you leaning? I know there's still some time to finalize. Yeah, still some time to finalize for sure. I I just don't see, you know, if we want to talk data, there's one angle. If we want to talk narrative, there's another angle. And thankfully, I think that honestly, they lead me to the same spot. Narrative, right? How can you fade 
Tom Brady at home as a dog in a Super Bowl when the public is on the Chiefs. So I'm fading the public to take a quarterback that covers at a 58% career rate at home as a dog at the Super Bowl. This at is like home, too. That's, that's a new wrinkle, like, for sure. This is like Nirvana coming to me all at once. I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> so there's the narrative, right? And we dive into the numbers. We're looking at DVOA, weighted DVOA specifically. So that takes uh, the back half of the season into more of account than the, the, the complete picture. Essentially a, a gauge of how teams are performing today than the, when they were, you know, in week three. But in terms of overall team efficiency you've got Tampa Bay at two you've got Kansas City at six in terms of defensive efficiency you've got Tampa Bay at six you've got Kansas City at 24 that is a massive delta the one I think that Tom Brady is going to exploit and even on offense I'm seeing Tampa Bay at two and Kansas City at three so everybody loves Mahomes everybody knows this team is that explosive I don't think people are giving enough credit to this Tampa Bay offense again you've got wide receiver one Mike Evans you've got wide receiver one Chris Godwin you've got wide receiver one Antonio Brown and then wide receiver three Scotty Miller and then two starting tight ends with two great running backs and Tom Brady at the helm. Like this offense sputtered early, but that's Tom Brady coming into a new system uh, with new players and guys that were honestly hurt and banged up and in and out of the rotation. In the last couple of weeks, they have been firing on all cylinders. They put up, what, 30-plus against the Saints, one of the best defenses in the league. They had no problem with uh, with the G- Green Bay last week. Of course, a couple interceptions in the second half for, for Brady, both of which were tipped. Um, there's not going to be those swirling Lambo wins down in sunny Tampa, so I'm a little less concerned there. Just some cannons so even from a, Yeah, yeah, I hope that cannon does get firing. That's one of my favorite celebrations in all of that fell <laughs> there, but you know, from a, from an efficiency standpoint, I don't I don't see how you can even you know from a data standpoint, from a narrative standpoint, this all all points to the Bucks for me. You know, I love it at three three and a half is obviously you know a gift from the gods. It keeps getting bought back down to three, and I think you even look to sprinkle it at maybe plus one forty money line. No, I love that, and and I, you know, truthfully, I'm still pretty torn on the game. It's tough to fade either of these quarterbacks, which I think makes it really tough. You know. They're both going to you know, be prepared. They've both been there before, even Mahomes, obviously just the one, Brady, uh, a ton of experience there. I think I do overall lean a little bit against you and towards the Chiefs, but I will not likely be taking a side uh, pregame. One of the things I'm going to look to do because of the holes, including in, in the Super Bowl against the Niners, that the Chiefs had dug themselves in these playoff games and even during the regular season, I'm going to look for a live adjusted line during the game to see if the Bucks uh, go up early and the Chiefs go down early. See if I can get some value there on either a money line uh, or an adjusted spread that protects me from the three or three and a half on where it's floating. Another big target for me, and I'm still trying to find shop around, which I would recommend everybody does, use your books, see what's out there, um, is a Buccaneers team total. Because to your point on the offense, regardless of if I think the Bucks are going to win the game, I do think the Bucks are going to eat offensively. So whether that's playing the Bucks team total and or the uh, you know the total overall, that's two other things that I'm really targeting on this game. I do think that number is set really high in terms of the over-under, um, and there's merit to that, right? That's the offensive uh, stats and metrics that you mentioned on both sides of the ball, and then that's you know akin to the defensive side uh, of the Chiefs and them maybe not being able to get some of those stops on Tampa. Yeah, for sure. I love that live angle. You know, even you look at last week, right? The Chiefs go down what nine nothing. I think it was nine or ten. I guess there was a mid yeah. point, right? I so think nine. I think Bass yeah. shanked one naturally. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, there, that was the momentum killer. That was the end of the Bucks. Blame right. the kicker. Um, but I think that's a great call, man. Especially yeah, last week what, or last year they ripped what like twenty one in the fourth quarter to, to win that game. Yeah, pretty, you had that, and then the the earlier game I think against the Texans they were down twenty four nothing or twenty one mm-hmm. something in that range, right? You know, these absurd yeah. swings that you hope for their sake from you know 
know, coming out the gate, they don't get in another hole, but we've seen it time and time again. So it'll be. Yeah, so it sounds like the key here for the Bucks limit the 21 point outburst. That's right. Stay around run, 7 to 10. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. They will score, but you can't let them score three touchdowns in a row. Exactly. You make a good point, honestly, on the total here. I don't love the total. And I leaned over, but I think there's a, like a, a pretty mergy narrative here. You know, if you look at the first game, 27 24, obviously that's 51 total points. The total in that game was 56. The total in this game opened at 57, down to 56. So the fact that they didn't lower it based off of the earlier results, I think, right. does show strength toward the over. But it's the public at 72% on this over. You know, Tough. again, you've got all the casuals betting the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl. You know, I'm drinking beers, I'm eating wings, and I'm betting this game, right? It doesn't matter how much you know about sports, you're going to have some sort of action on it. So that could be inflated. No public individual is rooting for incompletions and interceptions in this game, right? They're looking for a shootout. Um, so that's kind of my biggest concern. But I think the points that you made, you know, great offenses and the lack of defense for the Chiefs. Um, you know, could be could be interesting. No, we'll see. So let's uh, let's finish up with some props. How do you want to do the rapid fire? Um, good ones pulled up. I'll start right now. Puppy bowl odds. Team fluff, Woo! even. Team rough, minus one forty. Who you got? I mean, give me the even. I'll take those better odds all day. Yeah, team fluff it as a plus nine and a half underdog a couple years ago. I think one by twenty one in a landslide. So you know, I'm going for the cute ones too. I love that. Uh, here's a random one. Will any players propose to his girlfriend on the field after the game? Yes, plus five twenty five. No, minus nine fifty. So have we had that recently? Has that happened? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I remember <laughs> I mean, like I think a no, Boise, Boise State college game. <laughs> Where it happened after like a Statue of Liberty play, but I can't remember it on the NFL field. So I'm going to go no. Yeah, and at that point, you yeah. can't even play it at minus, <laughs> uh, minus 950. Um, what about Super Bowl MVP odds? You got any thoughts? We've got Mahomes at minus 120, Brady at plus 200. Pulling these from oddshark.com. Uh, Kelsey Hill in the plus 1,000 range. You looking for anybody with a little bit more value on the, on the MVP? I think if you're going to look value besides the quarterbacks, the spot I love to do it is the defense, um, mm-hmm. you know, and those jump out. That really doesn't fit the narrative of this game, so it's a tough pill to kind of swallow and, and go find. Um, but I think you got to lean quarterbacks overall. It's a quarterback-driven league. These are two quarterback-driven teams. You know, a receiver or a running back has to do a lot statistically to, to really mm-hmm. jump into this category. So I think you either look at those quarterbacks or you go defense. Any leans for yeah. you? Uh, I agree with that. You know, I think in defense, you've got Devin White. The man had like a million, a million tackles last year. That man can fly week. around the field for sure. If he gets a, you know, a pick six or a well-timed interception, fumble, recovery, sack, whatever it might be, that'd be interesting. I think the, on the, on the receiver side of things, um, you know, if I was going to hit that, I don't think it would be a Kelsey, a Hill and Evans or Godwin. I'd go, a deep cut. I'm looking at a guy like McCole Hardman. You know, I think back to that Seattle win a couple of years ago when Percy Harvin, I thought should have gotten the MVP, but he got Rob. a shoestring tackle on what would have been a punt return for a touchdown in addition to his receiving touchdown. Uh, but this is the type of thing where, you know, a guy obviously needs to have an extraordinary performance, a punt return for a touchdown, maybe a screen pass for 70 yards, something that is in the McCole Hardman, you know, resume uh, toolbox um, at plus 5,000. Like, again, this is a, a total gamble. Uh, but I think that'd be a fun, you know, fun kind of total upside. Do you think upside. a defensive or offensive lineman will score a touchdown? To, to you mentioned uh, Devin White, uh, and you mentioned a pick six. But do you think anything on the offensive defensive line? Because there was another way I saw that angle pop up too. 
Yeah, I don't think either of those guys will yeah. score. So, so <laughs> there sure is a prop on DraftKings. Yeah, it's like plus 800 on the yes, uh, if you think an offensive or defensive lineman will find its way into the end zone. It's called, called the Fat Man TD prop, which I can always respect. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I don't as, hate a former, it as a former lineman. Like play. Yeah, like yeah. an offensive guy, you know, catching it at right. plus 800. It is nice that you get the offense, too, because to your point, do they devise something up offensively to, to do a gadget, right? You know, roll mm-hmm. somebody out on a play action or something. Yeah, I kind of love that. You know, I think a great approach to this game is whatever city you're in, take the price of like your standard IPA and use that as your unit. So I'm putting what, you know, maybe $9 on that at plus you whatever go. you said it was. Hopefully it $90. <laughs> what do you do in Gatorade wise? Oh, man. I, I don't even know what the odds are there. Yellow feels good, baby orange. Um, what do you give the odds on that? I kind of like. I, th- I think yellow and orange were sitting at the favorites. They split red and orange. Sometimes that's combined. I think they split it because of the team colors. Um, I like clear. It's sitting kind of in the middle of the pack at plus three fifty. Um, so it's kind of clear or water. And I think a lot of these teams, you've seen that the last couple of years a little bit. Some of them switching to the water or some of the clear drink mm-hmm. on the sidelines. So you know that's maybe one again for the uh, for the beer money. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun as well. Miley Cyrus hair color in the in the uh, pregame yeah. show. I wanted to make sure we, we got hit white this, so. at minus one twenty five. Uh, brown, I think, is around plus one hundred. Red, I think, was plus three hundred. Purple, plus eight hundred. What do you got? Well, I know you were leaning purple, so now you got me thinking purple, and I, I'm going to need you to break this down as our closing as our closing lock here, lock <laughs> of the lock of the game. Yeah, no, I'm looking at white at minus 125. Oh, there you go. Um, She put out an NPR uh, tiny desk video a couple days ago. Fantastic. Was not what I was expecting. White hair, all of her internet kind of interactions, Twitter, Instagram posts, white hair. I think brown would be the shock of the century. You know, a normal hair color for the Super Bowl. Miley Cyrus doesn't make sense to me. The fact that that's even money is honestly a bit of a concern. If I was going for for long odds, I'd probably hit red. Now you've got the Bucks and the Chiefs, both red. America, red. Super Bowl, pretty an American thing. Um, at plus 300, maybe you sprinkle it there. But I do feel as good as one can about betting on somebody's hair color uh, at minus 125 on, on white or bleached. No, I love that. So we'll end there. I know we got to get back to some other things, but we will be back uh, in future weeks, maybe some longer segments. We want to bring you guys a lot of education uh, in the betting world, you know, some fun guests, hopefully uh, a little bit of, you know, if there are picks and things we can drop and get you guys, uh, depending on the time and the games and the leagues that are happening. Uh, so look for more of this. You know, you can find me on Twitter at the odds fellow. Um, Jeff, where can they find you? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter, Instagram, now clubhouse at old man who bets, old man who bets.com. Pick up some merch. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, guys. Enjoy the game. This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.